Live from Queensland, Australia, it's the podcast that some people all around the world are talking about. Those wonderful people are our lovely listeners, and now you're one of them too. To you, all of our lovely listeners, we say a hearty yeehaw. Can we get a yeehaw from everyone? Yeehaw! Let's get on with the show then. Hello lovely listeners and welcome to Speak Away Brav. And this week it's a special episode. It's Speak Away Brav with Mum, Mum of Bravs and Cooper. Bailey is away on assignment interstate. Yeah! We hope that you'll enjoy this week's episode. And it's uh, got a bit of a theme. We're going to do some of the regular segments. A little bit of a theme topic. And then finish out with what's coming up next. So without any further ado, let's get straight into it with Top of the Show. Top of the Show, dear Okay, in Top of the Show this week, um, I'm going to start and talk about something really quickly before we move on to Cooper and his segments that go within Top of the Show. So the first thing I want to mention this week in Top of the Show, and Bailey would be very happy for me to mention this because he's a massive fan of this, is the Doctor Who specials. So for those of you that are fans of Doctor Who, you've no doubt already watched one, two or all three of them. If you're not fans of Doctor Who, uh, this year is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. And to celebrate the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, um, there have been three specials put out. Um, the first one was called The Star Beast. The second one was called Wild Blue Yonder. And the final one was called The Giggle. At the end of The Giggle, at the end of the third Doctor Who special, um, the new Doctor, Doctor Number 15, uh, appeared. And this Doctor will be taking through to the new season of Doctor Who, which will be coming in 2024. The other exciting news around Doctor Who is that the Christmas specials are back in 2023. So for those Whovians out there, you would remember that almost every year on Christmas Day, which is usually Boxing Day our time because it's normally Christmas Day in the UK, there, I- there used to be a Christmas special. There hasn't been one for a few years, but this year the Christmas specials are back. So make sure you mark it in your calendar that on Boxing Day our time, Christmas Day in the UK, uh, there will be a Doctor Who Christmas special. That's my part of Top of the Show. And now I'm going to hand it over to Cooper, who's going to round out Top of the Show this week. Thank you. So we're going to start with some non-car-related news first with... Another season of Our Man In with James May coming. This is James May's travel show where he goes to different countries and does season well does a season in each country about culture, food, all that sort of stuff. He did Japan first, then he did Italy last year, and now he's doing India, which India has quite an amazing culture and it looks from the trailer very entertaining. Yes, our man in India does look very entertaining. I can confirm I have seen the trailer. And that's coming on the 5th of December, I believe it said. 
5th of December, 5th of January, or maybe it's the 6th. It's one of those days. In other words, you've got <laughs> no idea when it's coming, but thanks for that, Keeper. I really kn- helpful. I know approximately what day it's coming, yeah, all right? Apparently you do, but apparently you don't. I n- roughly, okay? Stop judging me. Now, wait, don't give me that smile. Unbelievable. Now we're going to move on to Cooper's Automotive Misfit. No, that's wrong. That's not the theme. I've been driving in my car listening to Speak Away, bruv. I'd also like to make a quick apology. The last Cooper's Automotive Remarks, we didn't do the theme tune. Well, whose fault was that, Cooper? It was completely my fault, and I do apologise. I've let the nation down. Oh, my I've goodness. let the world down. I'm ashamed. Anyway. I'm very you've, sorry. You've made up for it this time. Let's get on to Cooper's Automotive. What is it? Remarks. Remarks. Right. A.K.A. car. Okay. But let's stay on topic of things releasing on the 5th or 4th or 6th of January. There is a new film coming out. It's, well, actually two films, but we're going to start with Race of Glory. Now, this, from what I can... Race for Glory, I think it says. They're never. the same thing. For now, and of are not the same thing. <laughs> there are two of... The, they share two letters. There's actually a third letter in the four. Unbelievable. Anyway, keep going, Race for Glory. She's yep. showing me up on her first podcast. How is this? Anyway... Race for Glory is about the sort of story of Audi versus Lancia in uh, the 80s in Group B. I'm not really going to go into that much, so please all go watch the movie when it comes out. And if you want to know before it comes out the story, Jeremy Clarkson did a little story about it on the Grand Tour Season 2, Episode 7. So Go give that a watch and it may give you a bit more context actually going into the film. Fantastic. What's next? Yes. So next we have a film that we've talked about a little bit, Ferrari with Adam Driver. Yes, very excited for this. This looks excellent. Love Adam Driver. So this is coming... On the 4th of January, we actually have a date written down for this one. And you got it right. Well done. Well, it's hard to not get it right. It's literally right in front of me. That's because I put it there. <sighs> Showing me up today. Why is this? Anyway, Adam Driver looks fantastic in that, uh, in the new Ferrari film. So it looks like it'll be really I, good. And I've mentioned this to Bailey and Mum. I'm interested to see how they're going to play it off because last year we had the Lamborghini film, which we actually didn't get in cinemas down here and I thought it was all right. And I'm going to be interested to see whether they mention the Ford versus Ferrari battle, whether they mention the whole Lamborghini battle. Well, everyone will be able to look forward to that in an upcoming episode of Filmic Feelings in January. Thank you. And I'm also interested to find out whether it's the story of Enzo or the story of the company, whether it'll show a bit more beyond his death. Yes, yes. Uh, something really that we're really looking forward to in the new year, that film. 
next yes. paper on your Zebra's automotive remark. So, shall we start with big news from YouTube? Yes, why don't you? So, we've had some new YouTube videos come out in the car world recently and I just wanted to touch on, give a few shout-outs. First shout-out goes to Drive Tribe, the YouTube channel, which is obviously a company that was created by Jeremy, James and Richard. Jeremy Clarkson, James Mate and Richard Hammond off the Grand Tour. Yes. And they had a race for the fastest jag on YouTube with Mike Fernie from Drive Tribe and their XKR. Yes, I got that right. And Auto Alex with his XJR6. So they had a couple races. And then at the end, we had car royalty. We had the David Attenborough of the car world appear at the end. Mr. Harry Metcalf, who is a very well-spoken, older journalist who is very well-known when it comes to the car world. He was the creator of Evo magazine, and he speaks very much like David Attenborough. He's got that very posh voice. Fantastic. So that was a great video, and I recommend giving that a watch. Uh, And speaking of Auto Alex, one of my favourite YouTubers... He is currently doing a series 1,000 pound unreliable cars where they, him and his two mates have to buy unreliable cars for 1,000 pounds and then drive them to Scotland, these beautiful mountain range in Scotland and back, which is 500 miles there, I believe, 1,000 miles all round. So so he would drive 5,000 miles and then he'll it's drive 500. Five, oh, 500 <laughs> miles and then he'll drive 500 back. Yes, actually. There you go. So there's I've a done a Bailey with a song <laughs> reference there. Aren't you proud of me? Well, you messed it up before you got it I right. I messed it but up, you know. but I still, it was a song reference. Sure. But that's coming up. There's also belief of a high mileage car challenge to Norway, which that'll be interesting if that actually happens, which let's hope it does. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and maybe he's bought a Porsche 911, an old Porsche 911 with over 200,000 miles on it. So some interesting stuff to come up on that YouTube channel. I recommend giving that a watch. And we're also going to quickly touch on car throttle where Alex originally came from with their Porsche 924 supercharged build. That is a very fascinating build and the Porsche 924 was a very unloved car for many years because it had a van engine in it essentially. It was a Porsche with a van engine and they're building it into probably the best 924 out there after it's sitting for God, how long did it sit? 20 years, 25 years that car sat. So that's going to be very interesting. And that's all I have to talk about in the YouTube world. Let's go to race news now. Are we going to talk about who won the F1 championship this year? 
haven't we already touched on that? I'm not sure, but just in case we haven't, shout out to Max Verstappen and the no Red Bull. No shout team. out to Max Verstappen <laughs> and Red Bull, you maniac! Because they won. Max Verstappen obviously won the drivers' championship. Red Bull won the manufacturers' championship. Uh, I believe. Is this correct, Cooper, that Mercedes came second in the Manufacturers' Championship? Yes! My boy, my boy. Nobody likes Lewis. My boy, Lewis. And then Ferrari came third with your boy, Charles Leclerc. They came third in the Manufacturers' Championship. At least say it right, Charles Leclerc. Okay. So, yeah, there's and our And Danny Rick news. got up on stage oh, recently. Danny Rick. He Danny did. Rick got up stage. On stage and he got the other person to do a shoey. That was here in Australia, I believe. Yes, it was here yeah, in Australia. Just at the weekend. So shout out to Jenny, Danny Rick as well. And sure also. you'll have a great season next year, Danny. I wonder. You cannot invite Danny Rick around to do anything for you unless you get him Vegemite and Tim Tams. I'm totally so, happy to have so Danny Rick around here and I'm happy to provide Vegemite and Tim Tams. So I don't Danny. If you're listening and you're on the G seat, come see us. I've got plenty of Vegemite. Tim but, Tams, I can make that happen. But I don't think our producer, Declan, would appreciate you giving his, the Vegemite away. Declan the Vegemite with Danny Rick. No, anytime. you have to give him a full jar. I don't think Decky would like that. I think Decky would be totally And I don't think it. I'd be happy with my Tim Tams going. And so I can you know. actually make a Tim Tam cheesecake, so that's no problem for oh Rick my if God. you're listening. Now you're just flexing, you donut. Yes, I can. All right, what's the last thing there on your Keeper's Automotive remarks there? Not Cooper? done with car news yet. Car news? Race news. It is obviously tradition, apparently, now with Cooper's Automotive remarks that we talk about something with the Block family every single segment. Well, we do love the Block family. Because apparently everything's happening with the Block family at the moment. And there's been a big release in the last week, Cooper. What was it? Oh, yeah, Electricana. Oh, my I gosh. actually was going to oh, touch yeah, on that. Electricana. No, what are you talking about? I'm oh, classifying yeah, that in the television section. Oh, well, we're just joining them together. So Electricana, well, what, le- what, what is Electricana, le- Cooper? Can I do the other bit first? Hurry up. So, obviously, as we've touched on, Leah is going to be going into the... I can't speak. Big, blah, and yet it's called it? Speak Away, bruv. So, maybe it should be called Speak Away Mum because I can speak. Uh, not very well. Um, a lot better than you. <laughs> that's a low bar to clear, though. That's true, um, but still doing it. Uh, so, she's obviously going into the F1 Academy next year, going off to Europe for that. Fantastic. Well done, Leah. Yes, because she doesn't spend more than 24 hours at home at time. It's a theme on her Instagram. Fantastic. But um, Travis Pastrana, obviously he does Nitro Cross and all that. Yes, we know Travis. And there's a class in there. So Leah's been doing Nitro Cross all of this year and her brother and sister have been doing a bit in the UTV section, I believe. Yes, they've been racing too. So family tradition. Yes, definitely. And so she's been driving in the sort of the class, the highest tier class for petrol. But Travis Pastrana has been driving in Group E, which is electric. And so he raced uh, the Group B electric car on the Saturday. And then he let Leah jump in for Sunday. Okay. So Leah got to drive the electric car 
and do all the jumps at Nitro Cross right. on Sunday until the calf ride itself. So, you know. Excellent. So Typical. now tell the viewer, tell the listeners about Electricana hang too. On, hang on, don't rush. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm driving this boat today and it's not gonna have a whole heap of and dead, and dead this, space in it. So let's and get this going. boat has already sank. Let's go. And so now that's probably the last time uh in a little while that you'll we'll see Leah doing anything with off road cars. Now I think we'll see her going into the open wheel at least next year. So quite exciting. Now, mum's really excited for the fact that now we're going to get on to Electricana quickly. I really enjoyed Electricana. How many minutes does it go for, Cooper? So Electricana goes for about, is it 11 and a half minutes from memory? Yes. And you can um, search for it on YouTube. Yes, and, wha- and what is Electricana 2, Cooper? What is it actually? Wait, I just want to mention. So if you want to go watch Electricana, go onto YouTube and type in a Hoonigan. Go to their YouTube channel and it is posted there, Electricana 2. And before I get into the actual stunts, the really special thing about Electricana was it showed at the start a bit of the behind the scenes and then at the end while the credits were rolling, it showed a couple clips from the first Gymkhana all the way through to now. And tell the listeners what that is for those that don't know. So Ken Block, we've talked about this before, was originally a co-founder of a shoe business. Yes. Or a co-owner and a founder. Yes. And then around 2004, 2005, he sold out of that and became a rally driver. Which actually, that's another bit of news. One of Ken Block's early rally cars is currently for sale, I believe. Right, but... Yes, can I'm we sure fish out we, that yeah, money? I'm, I'm sure we don't have the money for that. So let's push Declan on with does. what Jim Carner and Electricana. Declan, can you get the money out? Let's push on with what the this series of, of docos yeah, or so, events is. <laughs> yeah, so there was events in America at the time, Jim Carner Grid which it was pretty much two people go head-to-head drifting around and Ken wanted to do this, drifting around obstacles. And then Jim Carner, he had already planned it out and everything. I believe he had got a car ready. And then Jim Carner in America was cancelled. And so he decided, I'm just going to make a video, a practice video, put it up on YouTube. Didn't expect anything of it. It's called Jim Carner Practice and this was in 2008. Right, the year of your birth, Cooper. Yes, yes, I know. And so he uploaded this video and it became an absolute hit in his Subaru. He then went on to do another one. And then he got a sponsorship with Ford the next year then. Left Subaru, um, went to Ford, who he was with for 11 years and made 10 Gymkhana films with Mm them. Mm -hmm. I have watched... Actually, they've made 10 Gymkhanas, one Terracana, which is off-road, mm-hmm. two Climb Kahanas up hills. Yes. And they're all – what they are is pretty much stunt videos, him doing crazy stunts and they up it each year. And then this is the second of the Electricanas, isn't yeah, it? Yes. So an electric vehicle. In 2018 or 2019, whenever Gymkhana 10 came out, um, Ken decided he was going to wave the flag 
a 10 and he gave the rights to do Jim Carners to Travis Pastrana, another good friend of his, an ex, uh, his first rally driver teammate. Mm-hmm. And Travis is also a motocross rider, isn't he? He's a lot of things. He's a yeah. rally driver. He's nitro Rides cross, motocross, yeah. motocross. He Nitro actually circus, all of this stuff. He even did NASCAR for a little while. Right, yep. So he's right into his motorsport. Yep. He does the Freedom Five Hundred a lot, which is a event pretty much with old Crown Vic cop cars around an oval. Okay. Yeah. Cletus McFarlane, shout out to you. Um. So then, pretty much, he decided he was going to give that to Travis, who's yep. done two so far: Jim Carner twenty twenty and twenty twenty two. Yep. And they're planning next year's. Yeah. Uh, so he passed that over to him and his sponsorship ended with Ford. That's kind of why he handed it over. Mm-hmm. And when his sponsorship ended with Ford, the next sponsor for him, main car sponsor, was Audi. Yes, Audi. Yep. What What do they say? Vorspung Dork. Okay, keep going. I don't know if I've said that wrong or not, but we're going to go with it. Um, so he joined Audi and Audi made him a concept car. So he was obsessed with Audis and he this loved... Is the Hoonatron? Is that what Hoonitron. it's called? Hoonitron. So with yeah. a lot of their cars, they put the word Hoonigan in front, like Hoonicorn, truck, that sort of thing. So what they were originally going to do was they were going to build a sort of replica exactly looking of the Pikes Peak S1 E2 rally car that Walter Rule, a very famous driver, drove up Pikes Peak, actually. Yeah. Yep. And, well, Audi said, well, we can do you one better. We can, because it was going to be electric, we can make you a fully built, personal to you concept car to look like an S1 Hoonitron, uh, an S1 rally car brought into the modern day. So the S1 Hoonitron was born, a $12 million prototype. Wow. Well, that's what's predicted anyway. Okay. And so... So this was all filmed last year in 2022, obviously prior to Ken Block's untimely death. Yes, yeah, so the first one came out around start of November 2022. And when the first one came out, they were already filming the second one. So they filmed November 2022, the first one of these? They filmed the second one in November 2022. November oh. 2022 is when the first one came out. Right, but they, and they filmed, filmed the second one then, right. When that was going out. And I yep. actually knew this was coming because there was one shot, you know that bit where he's coming up towards the start and he sort of handbrakes over the top of that curve yes, yes. and then goes back? Yes. So he went over that once and broke the wheels. Yes, I saw that footage, yes. So I knew this was had been made and I was like, I wonder if this will ever get released and if it does, when will it? So it's gotten released pretty much a year after the first one and almost a year to his tragic death, which yes. will be on the 2nd of January. Yes. And So look it up. 
uh, as Cooper said, he directed you to the Hoonigan YouTube channel and that's where you'll find it. It's really worth a look. And it's kind of a bit nostalgic and a little bit sad, but at the same time, it's kind of a really nice um, memoriam thing for Ken Block leading into the first anniversary of his untimely death. Mm. All right. I think that brings us to the end of the top of the show, Cooper. Do you think so? Uh, it would seem so, yes. All right. So the main topic for this week's episode, the bonus episode, is um, you might remember, and if you don't, you can go back and remember, the very first episode, which is nearly a year since Speak Away Bruv was born as well, and the very first episode of Speak Away Bruv was Education. That was the name of it, and it talked, the boys, Bailey and Cooper, talked quite a bit about their own educational journeys, about education, about the fact that Cooper um, was embarking on distance ed for the first time in 2023 as a Year 9 student. So as it's now December of 2023 and school's out for summer, this episode is called School's Out. And we're going to do a bit of a wrap of Cooper's first year of distance ed, given that it's Cooper and myself this week. Um, so we embarked on the distance ed journey probably just over a year ago. By the time, it actually, the decision had to be made um, at the end of term three in 2022 because um, notice had to be given at Cooper's former school and applications had to be made to be accepted into distance ed and things like that. And that was a bit of a process. So the distance ed journey is... Um, just over a year now and Cooper has last week completed school for the 2023 year and completed year nine and is moving into year 10 in 2024. So we thought we'd do um, reflect on the year. So he talked about in episode one what he hoped distance ed would be and his reasons for going into distance ed and so in this episode we're going to look at the best things about distance ed or the things that have been really positive, um, any negatives or the worst things about distance ed. And uh, we're also going to give the experience a rating for overall and where to in the future. So that's what we're going to look at in this episode. Um, so if you are a listener who has been with us from the beginning and if you haven't, you can go back and revisit the very first episode um, this is a bit of a wrap-up of the 2023 distance ed year. Yeah, and when you go to revisit that one, can you just watch the whole of the first and second season? Maybe listen, not watch, because we're not on YouTube, but yeah. Well, you could watch the time go. Sure. You, you could, could watch yourself wasting many, many hours. Of course. Okay, so Cooper, I'm going to ask you now, and then you're going to ask me. What are the best things about distance ed in your one-year journey so far? And this was a trial this year. So what are the best things or the things that you've enjoyed the most about distance ed in 2023? No uniforms! Yeah! I mean, Cooper used to have to wear a tie and school shoes and long pants. Imagine shirt. long pants, a tie, college shirt, 
and brown leather shoes in 33-degree heat. For all you Americans, that's around, what, 100-something degrees? Yeah, I don't know what the conversion is. It is hot. death and we don't want it anymore. Okay, so no uniforms is the first thing that Cooper thinks is one of the best things about distance ed. What else, Cooper? Get to have coffee for morning tea. All right, unless... Don't have to have this stupid water stuff that they recommend you have. I mean, Cooper, you drink a lot of water, but what No, I don't. But Water's poison. Cooper drinks bottles and bottles of water every single day, but what he's (laughs) suggesting is that the only way to have coffee at school for morning tea is if you take your own thermos, which he didn't And you're not allowed. So he enjoys having a coffee at morning tea time whilst he's watching a webinar or watching a lesson online. And I must say it's perfect for time stalling because you can just be like, yeah, I'm finishing my coffee. I'll be there in five. Yeah. Five hours later. Anything else? best things about distance ed i mean so far you're um, not talking much about the schooling you're only talking about well i'm gonna get into that now okay it allows me to be flexible with time because when we actually think about it if i was still at main school this that you're listening to wouldn't exist and i'm sure you want me to go back to school so this doesn't exist but you know i'm sure that's not the case but you're right it would be very difficult if you're at mainstream school seven hours a day, five days a week, and then plus homework and study, etc., it well, would be diffri- difficult for you to find the time we were doing for this sort of endeavour. What? True. We were doing about 50 hours a week, including yeah, we were. work from home and schoolwork? Oh, at least. At least 50 hours a week. 50 hours a week. Now, how many – that equates to – Two and a bit days without stopping non-stop. Yeah, but uh, rather than that, how many hours would you spend a week now on schooling to complete your schooling? Um, Probably, let me work this out, probably maybe 10 or 12 hours a week. Yeah, 15 probably, probably 15 at best. Um, in an assessment week, when it, all your assessments twenty due, to twenty five, push it up to twenty. But it's certainly less than half the hours that you were using for schooling when you were and at a physical school. I think that's up to a couple things. One, you you're not relying on a class or a teacher. It's just pretty much you doing the work. You don't have to just eat in these allocated morning tea times you can just eat whenever you like and eat and drink not drink like alcohol but like drink coffee like while you're doing work so that is saving time for you and then you don't have to travel in the car and and there's also there's no homework technically well there is there is and there isn't but there's also there's no um, walking between classrooms from one side of the school to the other that takes five or ten minutes. You and know, six kills or you and makes you sweat when you're in hot pants in 35 degree weather. I'm a bit triggered. Wasting, you know, five to ten minutes, six or seven times a day as you change lessons. 
there's no role marking um, and people coming in and getting organised, which is another five to ten minutes every single lesson of the day. There's no, oh, we have to pack up before the bell rings and put the chairs up and all this sort of thing. So when you think about it, um, physical school, there's a lot of time wasted. We don't have that sort of time waste in distance education because you sit down, you're into the lesson, you power through it. So, Cooper, that's your best things about distance ed. Can we move on to me? If we must. Okay, so my best things about distance ed, I mean, I'm totally on board with Cooper about the no uniforms because I don't have to iron uniforms anymore. Thank you. Yeah. And that's a yeehaw. Why do you press that? Because that's a yeehaw. That's a yeehaw from me. That's what I did when I knew I was leaving school. I threw my hat up in the air and I went, yeah. So, yeah, the ironing of uniforms, that's fantastic. Don't have to do that anymore. Um, the school drop-off, the school traffic, the school madness. Most schools are the same. Most schools have an incredible amount of traffic at drop-off and pick-up times that you need to navigate as a parent. There's never enough parking at school. And that's not just one school, that's most schools. Um, so I certainly don't miss that time waste in the morning or in the afternoon. Um, I think the biggest thing from me as both mother and a teacher is that lessons take as long as lessons take in distance ed. So there's no bell that goes at 40 minutes, at 60 minutes, at 70 minutes, whatever the scheduled school lesson time is. There's none of that. If Cooper sits down to do a maths lesson and the maths lesson um, takes him an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes, two hours, he completes the maths lesson. There's no the bell rings in the middle of you know, a problem and your book's closed and if you don't revisit that yourself the next day, they've moved on to a new sub-chapter. Cooper, for the very first time in his schooling life, is seeing every single bit of the curriculum. Nothing, he's not missing any curriculum. And, you know, school lessons vary for Cooper. Um, sometimes he can get an elective lesson done in 30 to 40 minutes. Sometimes, you know, a maths lesson where there's some more difficult concepts, they take longer. But irrespective, Cooper's marks have demonstrated that his ability to actually see the full curriculum and not have a time clock or a stopwatch on his learning time has really been beneficial for him. Um, it's also meant that there is less homework because he's actually doing full lessons, seeing all the content. So for someone like Cooper who has um, a learning disability, dyslexia, and a bit of a processing lag, this way of learning takes the pressure off him and, and uh, gives him the extra time that he needs to complete the work. So for me, I think that's the best thing about distance ed. 
the program that and the school that Cooper's enrolled in is very well organised. The lessons are always there. Um, we aim to be a week ahead wherever possible because by being a week ahead when he gets into an assessment week gives us a bit more time up our sleeve. Um, if anything happens, gives us a bit of time up our sleeve. And you can very much work at your own pace. So you can be a week ahead, you can be two weeks ahead, um, as long as you're completing all the work. And the flexibility around time means that if Cooper has a physio appointment, a martial arts lesson, a speech therapy lesson, um, we can do those things and still fit all the schooling in. And sometimes we're still schooling at eight o'clock at night, but We'd only be doing that if um, we hadn't had a lot of time through the day because of appointments and things. So the flexibility is really good and there's no stop, uh, like time constraints per se. All right, so worst things about, well, not worst things, but any negatives about distance ed, Cooper? Worst things. Well, I mean, worst is a pretty strong word, but anyway, go. Okay, so my main gripe because I'm quite an old man at heart, let's be honest. Yes, as I said to you today, you should have been born in the 1950s. Shut up! That's an accurate statement. Is um, relying on tech. Yes, um, agree. Which, I mean, you can't argue. Tech always goes wrong at the worst opportune si- sign. I know I s- sign. I don't know what Again. I'm saying. No, no able. I to know, speak. I'm no able to speak. Have you gone in? Have you gone into Yoda mode? <laughs> Maybe, but let's be honest. Even though I sound like I'm in my seventies and I'm some old fart, technology is useless, and I do like it most of the time when it works. When it doesn't work, I want to throw it across the room into a volcano. I mean, it is true that if you're working in a distance ed program, technology, internet, those sorts of things are yeah. really, really important that's because that's how you access everything. I mean, on a serious note, at the start of the year, the box of books library wasn't working for about one or two weeks. True. So we couldn't access tech books, which tech books, textbooks, which means that we couldn't do half the work, True. so we fell behind. Wasn't there some problem with the Hass stuff where all the videos got deleted and they had to remake everything? True, and these things do happen. And when we rely on technology, these things do happen. Um, Cooper does a combination of, uh, well, I mean, all of his learning is online, but he dials into live webinars with a teacher and his class as well as his actual lessons are pre-recorded and online. So he can complete lessons and then once a week in each subject he has to dial in and the, t- the, the teacher's physically right there in front of him with all of the class on the screen and they go over the content of the week's lessons and they're able to ask questions, et cetera, et cetera. So technology and reliable technology is really, really important when you are doing distance ed. So what else, Cooper? Miss a little bit of person-to-person contact. Do you miss person-to-person contact? 
Well, a little bit. I mean, don't really have any teachers that you talk to face-to-face every day. No, that's true. So Or f- friends, but, you know. Yeah, so. They're overrated. Sure. So, um, you know, that little bit of a teacher maybe checking in with you as you walk into the room. Hey, Cooper, how are you going? Or um, did you watch so-and-so on this because they know your interests? Or that sort of thing. You do miss out on that because the teacher's. Um, at distance ed whilst they're great, um, in Cooper's cohort in 2023, the year nine cohort in his distance ed school, there was 220 of them. So when they dial in for a webinar, which goes for roughly 45 minutes, there's, you know, there can be anything from 50 to 150 kids dialed into that. And um, they're probably not going to individually talk to every single, well, they don't individually talk to every single child because time just does not allow for that. And they're all in an online environment anyway. So I understand, Cooper, that there's that little bit of person to person that you might miss with those particular teachers at physical school that knew you well and knew your interests and things like that. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, worst things or negative things from my perspective. Um, I think that the time flexibility is a bit of a double-edged sword. So time flexibility is great because it means that you can fit all sorts of other things around schooling. Um it doesn't nail you down to, let's say, 8 till 3.30. Um, and that, that could be really positive. The negative side of that, however, is that because you don't have to have your uniform on and be out the door by a specific time so that you get to school by a specific time so that you're there before the bell rings for homeroom, it can mean that there's a bit of, I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. So it does, there is that double-edged sword and you've got to be really careful of this where um, you do have more time to complete your work. It is a little bit more relaxed in terms of um, being really, really um, a clock watcher and Cooper used to be a real clock watcher and used to get a lot of anxiety around not having enough time for things. But at the same time, he needs to remember that he still has to have um, an, an idea and a sense of time because in the adult world, you have to be at appointments on time. You have to do things on time. So that, that can be a challenge. It's a challenge that has cropped up this year and that we're going to work to overcome next year. Ow. Um, just so that you don't lose that skill. It is a skill. Time, being on time is a skill and you don't want to lose that skill. This is all I'm saying. Um, the other negative thing or less positive thing is that um, you can't really do group tasks. Now, this is also a double-edged sword. It's both positive and negative because traditionally in group tasks in classes it can be tricky depending on who you're paired with or who you're grouped with. Um, 
and stuff and there can definitely be problems in group work in classes. Um, in my subject area, we do a lot of group work and so I c- absolutely see that from the student's perspective. But um, in, in distance ed, group work really isn't a thing and even some subjects can't be offered because of their group work, um, of the need for group work. So, for example, drama in the senior school isn't offered as a subject for Cooper in distance ed because it would be really hard for him to do like um, like a production or, or a play or something. Um, so that that's kind of a little bit of a negative. They still do things like cahoots and competitions and things like that, but that can all be done online. So he still has that opportunity to do cahoots and test his knowledge and all of those things. But it's not quite the same as doing group work or those subjects like PE and things where you might play a game or, you you know, a physical game or you might do a physical play like in drama or something. So that that is a little bit, you know, on the negative side. Um, so, yeah, so they're the things that we've said. So now I'm going to ask Cooper to give a rating a percentage rating for the overall experience of his first year in distance ed. So he's going to come up with a percentage um, to rate. Percentage out of 100, I assume? Yes, because that is what a percentage is, yeah. Oh, really? Sorry, I didn't know. Well, okay. So a percentage rating out of 100. Yep. I don't think it's in 100 because I don't think – Every single thing's perfect. There are a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, obviously. Um, it's definitely high up there. Yeah. Uh, percentage rating. I'm going to go a... Mm-hmm. 80, which if we work with um, the percentage rating skills, that means that it is a B plus, not an A. Yeah, wouldn't you give yeah. it 81 and make it an A minus? I'll give it. I mean, know, we used to hate that when you used to get 80 because yeah. you got a B See, plus. See, that's why I did minus. it. I just wanted to have fun with it. I'll be fair and I'll give it what I actually think, which is 84 and a half. Oh, 84 and a half. Right. Very, I was going to go 84.0000000005, but, you know, 84.5 is a lot easier. Right. So you think it's been 84.5% successful and a good experience then? Yes. Okay. So I'm now going to give it a rating. Uh Uh-oh. I'm I'm actually going to give it a higher rating than you. Um, Ooh, mm. go on. Surprisingly, uh, I'm probably going to give it a closer to 90% rating, maybe like an 88% rating because I can absolutely see the value in it and the way that um, it's set up in the particular um, program and school that you're working in. And this may not be the same for all distance ed programs or homeschooling programs, but the particular one that Cooper's doing is – Really, really, really well set up. 
the um, lessons are all there, all the resources are there, everything's there. And there's also the ability to pretty much live chat as well. So if he has any questions, there's a little bubble at the bottom of his computer screen and he can click on that and he can basically send an immediate message to a teacher and they get back to you pretty quickly really, like within like I want to say within 15 to 20 minutes when you when you asked that question, wasn't it, Cooper? Uh, was it 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, it was I think it was, it was less than that, wasn't it? Wasn't well, it about it was, 10 or 15? I think it was pretty quick. So I think that those sorts of options are really I good. I mean, there have been times where we've done an assessment or something and we've got the marks back, actually normally formatives, and we've got the mark back four hours later. Yeah, and drafts, really quick to turn around drafts, much quicker than in physical school. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it like an 80 Yeah, I remember in Hass last year we did drafts and literally we had handed in our assessment before we got our drafts back. Which really negates the, the absolute reason for a draft, which is kind of silly. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a, a really strong 88 and I think that that, might even improve next year now that you've done it for a year you've sort of worked stuff out um i think it might even go higher next year so we'll see we'll have to you'll have to check back in next year so tune in next year to speak away bruv <laughs> podcast yeah all right so i've gone a lot higher now that bailey's gone uh, where to for the future, Cooper? Are you continuing your distance ed journey in 2024? Well, should I do this with a robot's voice or no, a just scary megabot? Oh. No, just do it. Yes, of course I'm continuing. Okay, so you're continuing into year 10 uh, with distance education. You've chosen your subjects and you'll be giving that a red hot go in 2024. Yes. Excellent. So that's the main part of the show completed now, which leaves us with only one segment and then our final remarks. And, of course, this segment is... Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. We're gonna talk about some stuff. And not get copyrighted. I still... Don't know why we do. Anywho, this is Tell Me Why. I know it's a segment you all love. So today I'm going to ask Cooper a tell You're me gonna why. You're going to ask? Ask Cooper a tell me why. Because. Throw it at me. Okay. So, Cooper, I believe in 2024, a new hobby that you're hoping to um, delve into, let's say, is go karting. Vroom, vroom. Uh, so, tell me why, Cooper, you have decided that in 2024 you're going to give go-karting a go. Well, the answer is very simple, but I'm going to drag it on, obviously, because this is a podcast. So, I've always had a passion for cars and vehicles, motorbikes, cars, go-karts, all that sort of thing. And my passion was always because of Top Gear. I grew up watching Top Gear with Jeremy, James and Richard and then transitioning into the Grand Tour. So I always watched those shows and that's what I wanted to do, car television, and it's still what I want to do. 
But over the last couple of years, I've gotten very interested with racing, rally, F1, etc. And so I've decided that what I really want to do in my life is race cars and do television, mainly car shows. That's what I'd love to do. Mm-hmm. And go-karting is an easy way into racing. Everyone who is... A stepping stone, you might say. Well, when you think about it, I mean, they touched on in Braun. Jensen Button drove Mm go-karts. Charles Leclerc, Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verpappen. (laughs) Leah Block still races go-karts. Right. Uh, Her brother and sister, Kira and Micah, they all race go-karts and always have. So you think that if you do a bit of go-karting, it will, A, give you some experience in that sort of, in a race-type format. Yes. It will, B, um, give you a stepping stone into some career ventures, which may include car journalism and that sort of thing. Well, think of it this way. I see this podcast almost as a stepping stone into car and car media because this is a type of media sure and i see the go-kart as my way into the automotive world mainly racing mm-hmm. and so i'd love to eventually be able to race in f1 or wrc or something like that wow really yeah because i really do like like watching driving race cars I think it was partly because of Jim Carner and Electricana. I mean, I think it's good to have big dreams. That's a pretty big dream, though. Yeah, but, you know, go big or go home, sure. as the Americans say. I get it. Sure. All right, then. So that's Cooper's Tell Me Why for today. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a Tell me why we just talked about some stuff. And probably got copyrighted. I'm sure we didn't. By this point in the show, we've definitely been copyrighted like all of our other episodes. Anywho. Great success. That brings us to the end of this special bonus episode. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Where is it? Oh, never mind. Anyway, uh, Bailey Wait. will be back on board next week. Hang He'll on. He'll be back off from uh, interstate on assignment. And you've got a few things to look forward to in the, nec- in the coming weeks. Of course, there's a would be a Christmas-themed episode, I'm sure. There'll be the December wrap of Filmic Feelings. And then news in the new year, no doubt. So, lovely listeners, we hope that you'll keep listening to Speak Away Brav. And shout out to Bailey, off on assignment interstate. We've held down the fort for you, Bailey, so I hope we've done a good job. Yes, we have. Hello? Wait a minute, that's not working. Hang on. Hello. We have been holding down the fort. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Bailey's not here. And Cooper is playing havoc with the desk, which he'll be super excited about when he listens to this episode. Anyhow, we're going to sign off now. So from me, it's bye, lovely listeners. And from me, it's 
Yeah! We'll catch you next week. We'll catch you next week with our usual show, which should be a filmic feelings next week, which actually we've missed that. It's our Christmas special. Yes, our Christmas special. And unfortunately, we'll have Bailey returning to Mike. Not unfortunately. We're looking forward to having Bailey back. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.